We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. It, it pisses me off every time. I, I know it's coming, but it still gets me iPhone hits me last night with, hey, update your iOS. Oh, you know what's coming. Oh, you know what's no. coming. I have been, to do it. I've been fighting it. it. I've been fighting it. I'm the guy who doesn't do the update. Yeah. Until you don't update your app either. Until it does it. Or, sorry, until it like, automatically does it in the middle of the night one day. No. Nope. When, the, when, when uh, you know, the ghost of Steve Jobs comes in and is like, Sam, it's time. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, so I am the opposite. I update my apps every Monday morning. I update my iOS whenever it comes out. And I did it. I did it. And now it's just like kind of laggy when I go from app to app. When I sign out, like when I move the app. You from just want to make your iPhone great again, don't you? That's, <laughs> so I, that's all I want to do. Uh, yeah, so welcome. they're telling me I need to, yeah. <laughs> welcome to light years <laughs> welcome to light years where, where i need a recommendation on the next iphone they're telling me to get rid of the apps so. you know it's because anyway. i feel like um we're both uh children of immigrants who have the stereotype of being good with technology um, and there's no uh you know you can't you can only fight age so long at, at some point like you're not you're not my wash level with technology like you laugh at me with tech but you're getting there i'm mediocre at best i bought a printer it's you're you're, right you're trending in the wrong direction you're like it's uh bad. you're like draymond green here you, you keep uh, telling me you can like dial it back you can uh you know, you can go back to your old days or you could troubleshoot anything, but but the reality even five minutes in. The reality oh. is you're living off of your reputation. Oh my god. Five minutes and this guy's bringing up Draymond being uh being washed. I just um I, not even you know, actually on the list today. No Draymond on the list. Oh, I'll find a way no to Draymond. Um but we gotta start with before yeah. we get to <laughs> 
today's episode. Um, shout out KJ with Blue Wire. Yeah, uh, KJ's living right now. He's all he's on Twitter celebrating. He's tagging. He's posting. Uh, Baron Davis. Wow. So not only is he in, is he a part of Blue Wire now, like investing, he's part of. He's like. Yeah, we're going to be putting out some pod series. So looking forward to the cross promotion, just kind of all the cool things. I don't want to disclose everything I know. Uh, I know you can't either. Uh, But like one thing that is public is he's going to do a point guard series. So I'm like excited for him to, you know, sit down with Dame, sit down with Steph, sit down with Ross, all these people, Uh, hopefully all of them and kind of just I mean, I, I feel like my favorite thing with sports is when you get athletes talking candidly about the like tactical finer points of the game. Like, you know how NBA TV does open open court? And mm-hmm. some of it's goofy, some of it's this, but like you do get some really interesting points in those conversations that you would never get in another setting. And I think uh, I think the goal is uh all the smoke. It's like that version of all the smoke where you're, you're right. They, we can't get, even if we get Russell Westbrook on, for some reason, he comes on. We're not going to get him to talk about basketball the way BD is going to get him to talk about basketball. Um, we just don't get basketball like that. Or we just don't have the clout that, that BD does, right? Respect and all that stuff. So it'd be cool. I, uh, it's just it, a different cool. conversation. And uh, from a Warrior fan perspective, I mean, for a non active player i can't think of someone i would want more than baron davis you know like is he is, is he the most beloved the most beloved warrior who's retired um for yeah. anyone under the age of 40 yeah yeah like yeah i guess if you're in your mid 40s or 50 you probably feel that way about like run tmc and if you're like a uh, friend of the show uh j richard goodman um you know real og uh, and you saw Rick Barry and Al Adels and Nate Thurmond. Maybe maybe you feel it's one of those guys, right? But uh, but for you and me, under the age of forty, Barron's pretty much the coolest yeah. outside of uh, any of the current guys. I think he might be even cooler than all of the current. Because I mean, cooler, just, yes. You know, like yeah. evoking emotional response. I don't know. Yeah, well, uh, you know, nobody beats Steph, right? No, nobody's nobody's higher than Steph from that perspective. And then champions, Clay, Draymond, so all those guys. But no, the point is, I think the point for me is like, BD is so I, I just never heard anyone say a bad thing about Baron Davis. You know, they never won a title. They never got past the second round. They never won anything. But it doesn't matter. It's just there's no. You know, you know how like I that. know we believe Warriors was truly special. People who aren't Warrior fans talk about them. They have that like. Um, Certain teams have kind of like a just a nostalgic like coolness, whatever. Like like you know how we talk about like the Steve Nash Suns. You're not a Suns fan. I'm not a Suns fan. But we remember watching them. They were cool. Um, you know, for me, the O2 Sacramento Kings with Chris Weber that almost beat the Lakers. Yesterday they were showing replays of 2001, the Sixers, Iverson's MVP year. That's got like a little like reverence for me but like in terms of warrior teams that resonate for non-warrior fans uh outside of the title teams title teams are always going to resonate we believe like i have i have friends who are laker fans who are like oh they were so cool i have friends who are like fans of random team like oh man that that was a fun squad that was uh and the crowd played a part into it the other thing too is 
that 15-16 Warriors team, they didn't win a title. Now, that was part of the dynasty, but that might have been the coolest season. Like, singular coolest season. Uh, I d- in- yeah, right. I mean, we can get into that later, but, like, there was just <laughs> – once it seemed like they could make a run at 72, uh, you're just not going to get a basketball season where all 82 games matter that much. Like, it was event viewing. Well, we haven't, right? We haven't. And I don't know if we're ever – But not even bef- even before. Like, before, I've watched some great teams win in the 60s, and they're, like, locked in and, and solid, but it doesn't have the same feel. No, that's why to me that team, like despite the fact that they didn't win a title, is like how you're saying about we believe it's still talk about that team forever, forever. And right. they they had they were two two three minutes away, possessions away from immortality. Uh, we are not going to talk about 2015 16. I apologize for bringing that up, but we we got some interesting topics today. Um, the Warriors have blessed us with content, maybe not the best content, but uh, <laughs> but they made the news. <laughs> Um, so we're recording this Monday night, June 8th, uh, Bob Myers had a conference call today and most of it was normal, but there was one quote here, which, uh, you know, Twitter didn't like. And so I'm just going to read it back to you and you tell me your first thoughts. Okay. Uh, on a conference call with Warriors GM, Bob Myers has an opening statement on George Floyd's murder. I hope sports can heal. One of my favorite parts of sports is it's colorblind and a meritocracy of sorts. You don't get judged by how you look. You get judged by how you perform. <laughs> you know, you would think after a few days, a week uh, of, of social media and reading everything that everyone's been saying, you would think that the Warriors, who's relatively pretty social media friendly, would have come up with something better than this. I'm shocked. Right. I, a little more awareness. Me, you would have expected the organization yes. to have a little more awareness. They've usually been very PR savvy. Correct. What, and Raymond Ritter is really good. What Bob Myers personally feels, I, I don't know if that matters because I don't think that's different from anybody else right. uh, in that position, uh, especially, especially a Danville guy. Somebody told me that. It, to me, it's just like, what are you doing? Like, wh- who was in charge of telling this guy what to say? Because somebody was. Somebody yeah, he wasn't out here just spewing. To me... I'm not even going to question Bob. He's never given anyone an indication to think he's like a malicious or, uh, you know, poor thought guy. But like, it does come across tone deaf when you kind of see what's gone on in the country the last week plus, uh, reflect on hundreds of years of history. Um, I get what he's saying at its core. Yeah. At its core, like, Andy doesn't care what I play like. If I can hoop, he wants me on his team, right? But it's just kind of trying to deviate from the message and everything yeah. going on. Maybe yep. it's just tone deaf. Tone deaf is the, I don't even want to say the best way to put it. It just is the way to put it. Steve Kerr is tweeting every hour. He, he's like, a, he's a damn near social activist out here. He's tweeting every hour about this stuff. Facebook so like, dad, Steve. You know, it's like, what do you do? Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Juan Toscano, Anderson. He's they're protesting. They're they're marching. It's like, Bob, what are you? By the way, and by the way, I'm sure those guys, those guys do not question Bob. Would be my guess. Like they know Bob's a sincere guy who's thoughtful, but they probably rolled their eyes when they saw that statement too. (laughs) The most, I I would say, emotionally intelligent guy in the front office, Uh, maybe on the team, maybe in the org. 
And it at that it just surprised me. I don't know if I'm disappointed. I don't really care. It's just like, what do you? I would have expected him to have a little more awareness for the moment, uh, even yeah. if that's how you feel. Um, because I do get the sentiment. The sentiment is, it's a simple one. It's not a nuanced sentiment, but it's kind of like there is a sense of community you get when you watch sports, and there's kind of like you know, yeah. I mean. We were arguing about Draymond before, but like, yeah, the the point stands. Like, you kind of just are going with, do they win or do they not? You know, nothing like that. It's just, it's just not an appropriate statement at this time. Um, you know, Bob's built up enough goodwill that I'm not necessarily gonna hold it against him long term. Right. But it's just kind of like, right. I, I would expect better from from the Warriors organization when they know, at minimum. Even if people in the organization don't feel that way, they should know what is smart and what is not smart to say. Just fit, right. Um, he tried the Disney approach. He tried the kumbaya, the, like the everybody's happy and get along. It's like, listen, man, it's 2020. That's not what we do now. That's just that's not a thing that that's not going to fly. So, um, yeah, I mean, disappointed, but you know, like he's a rich white guy from Danville. I don't know what people expect. People are going to get pissed about it. It is what it is. It sucks. Is he going to wear the uh, Democratic <laughs> leadership uh, dashiki? I woke up this morning. And apologize to not, for nine minutes? I, I woke up this morning. I'd expected you to, to, to throw a lot more text uh, at me uh, about it. I, I, didn't a, really <laughs> I had a meeting at 7.30 this morning, which is the worst way to start a Monday. But anyway. Right, right, um, right. It was just – I. Yeah, I, I thought I was like, when I saw that, I was like, oh, I'm surprised Sam didn't have a million things. It's just ridiculous. I mean, just classic. But that's that's Twitter. That's just, that's life. You know? can, I, so, can, we say one, can we say one thing on that and then move to basketball? Um, you know, I, I always feel like uncomfortable if we should uh, delve away from basketball because people listen to this more to, you know, here's talk hoops, which is fine. But I will say, okay, you're not black. I'm not black. We are both minorities. Someone's running on my roof. Anyway, um, <laughs> I apologize. Um, it reminds me of when someone who's not Iranian tries to express like a traditional Iranian cultural sentiment to me or speak to me in Farsi, and it comes across very patronizing. And... um it's not that I think there's ill will or anything with it, but the, the first thing I thought of, I saw it was like, it kind of rolled my eyes. I'm like, that's so patronizing. And like, I've had God knows how many experiences in my life of like well-to-do people doing something like that. And it's like, do you really think this is going to connect? Like the way you connect with someone is to treat them like a normal person where you're not, you know, it's just like, you know, like I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm I, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying because we don't. I personally don't deal with police brutality. I've never dealt with it. The only time a couple. And I would never tell anyone how to feel off. about that because I can't. I can't speak to that experience. But the but the part where I've had a guy come up to me is just classic, well-meaning, like that get out scene where it's like I would have voted for Barack yeah. Obama twice, three it's times, just, the third that. time. <laughs> I lo- like Andy. I love I love Chinese food. Right, right, three times. I love <laughs> Chinese food. Like, it's, it's like, I don't give a shit if you love Chinese. <laughs> like, just ask me for your recommendation of Chinese food. It, it, it's like it doesn't matter, right? Like, I don't personally. That actually reminds me of the uh, the last season of Curb. <laughs> <laughs> 
right. you know, the restaurant. Actually, so, yeah. At the, yeah, where it's like, yeah, Larry David's not, I mean, not a racist, but the guy just, he's tone, like tone deaf, I guess. It's, yeah. We, we back in, it's, it's just tone deaf. It's like, dude, come on. Um, people get offended, but again, it's like we're Asian. I'm, I'm Chinese, you're Persian, so like we don't deal with nearly as much, so we don't get sure. as angry about it. We just like, it just rolls off, so. Bob Myers, figure it out, man. Uh, go apologize. Do your thing. Do your Drew Brees and uh, do your Drew Brees and then spend the spend the luxury. Go get go get some uh, go get some good players. That's honestly all right. So yeah, let's let's move back to let's move to hoops then. Um, so one thing Bob did say today was, and I'm gonna pull up the exact quote right now. Oh, a new computer. It's just so nice to not have things take forever to load. Uh, he said, doesn't know if the Warriors will spend the tpe the direct quote is there, okay while you pull that up is there strategy in that is it is there even like a point in saying that right the, is, yeah is, bob meyer says he doesn't know if ownership will allow him to go all in with spending this offseason tpe taxpayer mid-level exception i think there's for sure strategy one is if you're just thinking about from bob's point of view um, fans can't get mad at him if he has a budget put on him. They will take the anger to a level above him. You know, Bob can say, "I have a budget. I can't go over it," and then the fans will be like, "Joe Lacob, you charge me eight thousand dollars a seat for a ticket. What do you mean you're not spending the tax?" You know. So, just from a self-serving way, there's a benefit. You, the cynic, the, the Sam, the cynic, uh, sees it that way, and I, <laughs> I, I, I tend to agree. I tend to agree. I tend to agree. He's covering his ass. Um, I think Steve Kerr does the same thing, where he'll push it. He's not, he's not blaming it on Lacob, and, and Steve Kerr doesn't blame it on Myers. But you can always see them kind of, you know, kind of pushing, evading a little bit of the blame, right? So I can see Bob Myers doing that. The second, the second part of it is um, temper fan expectations. Maybe Joe Lacob wants to temper the expectations because he knows that they're not going to be able to, you know, acquire, I don't know, Giannis or something this summer. And he wants fans to be a little more realistic with what they can do. Like people just assume because they have a $17 million TPE, they can just find a $17 million player. Mm -hmm. Maybe some of it's managing expectations. I think that's hundred percent part of it. Yep, uh, I agree. I think that's similar to what Steve Kerr did at the beginning beginning of the regular season by saying that uh, the sad boy, away. the sad boy tour. That was, but that was annoying. This, 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 I don't mind when I saw that because I, here's what I think. I think end of the day, worst comes to worst. I, not worst comes to worst. I think in this scenario where you have to choose, I think mm-hmm. Joe Lacob's choose has been every single time. It's right, just, history says it. Track record says it. His will that he always talks about, no motivation to compete, um, says that he's going to spend money and he has the money. So I, I think I, I read somewhere, it might have been on the athletic, that the Warriors are still one of the few franchises that are making money. Um, they're not the Houston Rockets. They're not the Miami Heat. Yeah, I mean, they spent a lot to build the arena. They got a lot of money out of it. but And so there's a lot at stake, but ultimately they're in better financial situation than a lot of teams. Yeah, right. Like, who, who do you think is in a better situation than, than the Warriors financially? Lakers? The Knicks. Knicks, owning MSG right, with it mostly paid off, just printing money with a low payroll right now. I mean, just financially, the Knicks are in a no-lose situation. 
Now, don't, well, they never well, they never uh, win, but <laughs> but uh, Dolan's the fucking worst. Uh, but the, so point, it's really, the point stands. You know, it's nice to print money and not have debt. So, um, so the, it's really only those teams, right? Like those teams in the largest markets that the Warriors are maybe not um, financially as well off, but they're elite. Financially, they're elite. They're one of the top. They're five, in the upper tier. You know, they're teams in the upper that are pretty, tier. Yeah. And they can afford it, it won't come to you, you know, yeah, years yeah. financial loss because they know they can make it up. So um I did see 180 million though, Sam. 180 million. The bi- the bigger question is so what Warrior fans should really be hoping for is some sort of smoothing or non uh um if the cap drops, the Warriors are screwed. Um not just for like not just for Joe Lacob's tax reasons for like, if you had hopes of flipping Wiggins into other players, that's not happening. If the cap drops 20 million, you know, Wiggins contract is already deemed a bad contract. How bad is that going to be? If the cap goes down 15%, you know, I mean, it was deemed like top five worst contract in the NBA. So if you're dropping the salary cap, you know, 40%, anything, anything really. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, I think I think we're all hoping we could that you know with the addition of Steph and Clay um and some coaching Wiggins can be a good player maybe not a 30 million dollar player but a solid player right none of that will even matter like, if if the like, let me like let me ask you this yeah like let me ask you this do you think if the warriors could use a trade exception on Andrew Wiggins you know, let's say they don't have anybody at the spot. They have a hole in the wing spot. You think they would just you you would just bring Andrew Wiggins on for the seventeen million dollar trade exception? Let's say Wiggins has a seventeen point yeah. two million dollar contract, right? So I would say he's around there in terms of his value. Yeah, I mean, if you get him playing defense like he's capable of on his good games, so not that he's shown consistency, but like we've all seen him play good defensive games. We just haven't seen him play good defensive seasons, right? Um, yeah. if you get that plus what he does offensively, which is like, it's solid, it's above average, but it's not anything amazing. That's being a wing player. That's worth 20, you know, yeah. Harrison yeah. Barnes got 22. That's not really so, an overpay for a wing who gives you 20, who can create a little bit and can defend multiple positions. It's just the nature of the position. Every time anyone asks me how much, why does why do they make that much? I say, list how many wings can create their own shot and guard multiple positions. It's like ten. Players. Look, man. Yeah. Well, look, you, look. If you're a DN, you can get eight, nine, ten sacks, getting twenty mil. You know, D Ford can't stay healthy. I don't care. Give D Ford twenty mil because D Ford's a second tier D end. Like he's good, but he's not Vaughn. He's not Khalil Mack. He's not Nick Bosa. But, like, by virtue of the value of the yep. position and the fact that he is good, can you know, as long as his leg doesn't fall off, he's going to get paid. Um, he's going to be good. Uh, he's good. He's, he's more of a, it's more of a health thing. But, I mean, like, yeah, he's not um, – not to transition to football, but, like, like, Bosa, better against the run. You know, he's just a speed guy. Oh, yeah, like he's a third down. I mean, hopefully he's not just a third down guy. Let me let me take. He's that better back. than that, but, but like the the point is, you know, the, those upper tier guys can do everything. Like a Khalil Mack. Who did uh? The, yeah, who did uh? The Khalil 
who did he get traded for? I, I know he a uh, couple picks played on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, he actually didn't have a good year last year, but whatever. He's had two defensive player of the year seasons. He's allowed. He's allowed one year off. Yeah, Khalil Mack. Um, anytime you win right. two, we, you win uh, two of go- them, not one, two. You can you can have one bad injury riddled year in, in exchange. Jeremy yeah, 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 yeah. only has one, so you know he's one for one with with defensive player of the years and years he's taken off. I just, I, I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even going to get into it. I'm not going to, I'm not doing Draymond today. You know what we're doing? You know what we are doing? What's next? Giannis. Should we do Giannis? Um, or should we do an ad read? Oh, that's right. All right, let's do an ad read. Bet Online is back. There is no short of, of action going on at our exclusive partner, Bet Online. NASCAR is back. Uh, bet on, by the way, NASCAR had a whole uh, Black Lives Matter video, uh, which NASCAR of all fucking sports, so good for them. Bet Online has hundreds of other games, events, and sports to get on. Get it on, get in on. <laughs> you can throw a bet on simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC events 24 7. But UFC is already back. Uh, NFL is, will be back, and NBA is coming back, so soon. Or you can participate in a $10,000 Madden Bracket Challenge, March Madness style NFL simulation tournament. You can enter for free. And live right now on Bet Online's YouTube channel, you can, you'll find an exclusive interview with ex Chicago Bulls Ron Harper, Horace Grant, Bill Cartwright, and Craig Hodges to discuss the MJ Doc on what they're calling the final dance. Visit betonline.ag, use promo code BLUEWIRE, receive your new welcome bonus, check out all the action. Bet Online, your online wagering solution. What are the odds uh, that, that Giannis gets traded this offseason, Sam, to the Warriors? Uh, very low, in my opinion. I don't think it's happening this offseason, but it's always in the cards for the future. Yeah, but he's a free agent, right? Next offseason. So. I think he's got a better chance of, uh, of being traded um, in a sign-in trade afterwards. But let, let's move got this it. forward. We don't know how this season will play out. We don't know if... Um, things will get super uncomfortable. Maybe the maybe the Bucks have a terrible meltdown. Maybe Chris Middleton cusses him out on the sideline like Draymond Green. Um, these are all potential scenarios, either here or there. There was a conversation on NBC Sportsnet between Grant Liffman and Tom Haberstrow, friend of the show, Tom. Yeah, we've done, live shows, we've done live shows with Tom. Tom's great. I, I don't. I don't like Grant. He's not for, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Love you, Grant. Grant. No, you're listening. Um, what I was gonna say is to get to the crux of it. Tom kind of alluded to the fact that if you have to trade Clay to get Giannis, you do it. Some people didn't like that. Seemed there was Warrior fans. Actually, a lot of Warrior fans did not like that. And it culminated with sideline reporter uh, Kareth Burke saying, I completely understand Tom Haverstrow's argument, dot, 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 and reject it. Clay's an excellent two-way player, a walking heat check, every player's favorite teammate, and he's been real about being a Warrior for life. Expect the Warriors to honor that. Don't trade your soul. Uh, Sam, I know it's going to want to talk about why it's a good idea to trade him. But for me, I, I understand. I think I understand where fans are coming from. It's just he's Clay yeah, Thompson. I, I, I know you, you wanted Matt Cain to get another hundred million. 
I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. The, look, I'm a sentimental guy. I get it. I get where fans are coming from. I also think if they do this, and if it offers on the table, they do it. If they do it, I think that fans, they're not going to be pissed. I don't think they're going to be pissed. I think they're just going to be like, oh, like it sucks, blah, blah. The moment you see Giannis Antetokounmpo in a Warriors jersey next to Steph Curry, though, that's when fan it's going to be very quick. Very quick. Where, hey, I get you wanted Clay, you wanted to keep Clay, you cannot say all these things. But the moment you see those two guys in a jersey and they're going to win 55 games every season for the next six, seven seasons, yeah, I think they'll be fine. Um, not to say that they won't do that with Clay, right? And Draymond, but it's just you've got a higher shot, it's just a ceiling that's just a lot higher with Giannis. And that's obvious. Yeah. So it's like, I want to run through some things here. Um, one, no one wants to trade Clay. Let's make that abundantly clear. The dream is to have Giannis play with Steph and Clay. But we all have a lot of dreams which don't come true. So the question is That's why we're podcasting. <laughs> if the only way to attain Giannis involves trading Clay Thompson, do you do it? And my answer is yes. You obviously offer everything under the sun before that but let's get to brass tax brass tax is like we're out of here you either give us clay or we're trading him to boston for jalen brown um you do it why we bring up Draymond and jalen brown every podcast without fail shout out um, jalen brown one of my favorite players in the nba he has been amazing but um but uh the reason i bring him up is boston probably feels they you know tatum's untouchable but push come to shove, they can get Giannis under contract. They'd rather, you know, they, they like Jalen. They don't love him that much though. You know, no, no, Jalen's gone. and he's their, Jalen's and gone. he's their second best asset. Let's be real. Like Kemba's not getting it done. Marcus Smart's not getting it done. Gordon Hayward's not getting it done. You're giving up one of the, the, the wings. Um, so it's, it's just an easy, I don't even know if Boston would do it, but I'm, it's just like an easy example of like the type of package the Warriors would have to beat to make a deal. Right. And that package beats what Boston would give them. And I think so, particularly up. when the Warriors have better, uh, I, especially when they have better picks to, to sweeten it with. You know what I'm saying? Minnesota. Thank you, yeah. Minnesota. The gift that keeps on giving. Um, so, okay, I don't understand the argument outside of sentimental value uh, for Clay over Giannis. I don't understand it. So I'm not even going to entertain it unless you have something, right? To, it to is me, sentimental value. And one thing I will say is I'm not as confident as you, the Warriors, will be contenders if they don't get someone like you. Like if they run back the core next year. And next, next year, next I make year. a lot of, yes, I make a lot of forever Giants jokes. And they're, I mean, it's just fun because, uh, I do appreciate the sentimentality that Giants fans and Warrior fans have for their players, right? Like, um, it's fun to make fun of it, but like, ultimately, what you want is a fan base to feel connected to the players, right? Um, I do worry that Warrior fans think they can just, you know, if they add a couple vet pieces, they can just roll back 2015 16. And you and I might differ on this, but I. 
am not as confident that that's possible for multiple reasons. And the biggest one being, I don't know that I believe Steph's body can handle the load he had to carry back then going forward. I think if you run out of team where you expect Steph to average 30 every night. All right. So it's going to be, it reminds me of, this is where it does remind me of the giants. It reminds me of the giants asking Buster Posey to do everything in the lineup as he kept getting older when you're like, dude, okay, he can be the best defensive catcher and he can, he's still a good hitter, but like he can't do everything. And at some point you got to put more around him or he's just going to, his body's going to give out. All right. So a couple things. Um, I, I agree, but not next year. I think you're, I think I, I agree, but not next year. Right. I think they have enough. In so you think tank. I'm looking too far down the road. You think I'm in like 2022 or 2023? Well, I think you are. And I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it's like maybe a season away or two seasons away, but I think if they find the right pieces and run that back, the other thing is they were so far ahead of other teams, right? They were so good that let's say they do, they're not that good, but they're still going to be within that pack of contenders. They're still right there. Um, and that's why I think in the next season and the season after that, if they can find the right pieces around them, the ancillary pieces, they'll be fine. They'll be contenders. But when you're talking about Steph at 34, 35, that's when I'm with you, right? That's when I'm like, okay, you're probably done by then if you don't get players that are going to be good. You can't just run three guys back for, you know, three seasons for now, right? And expect him to Particularly be Particularly when, like, Draymond's not a scorer, and no one expects him to be one, right? And Clay's Clay. Clay's good at what he does, but he's not a creator. So what we're getting back to is Steph's the only guy who can create a shot off the dribble, and he's the smallest guy on the court. And he has a history of... I mean, quite, name a small guard who averaged 30 over the age of 32 on a good team. Like, a comparison for Steph here moving forward is Steve Nash. That's right, right. Let him be impactful, but don't ask him to be everything. Right, right. That, that, that's the easy comparison. Now, Steve Nash had a really good... Steve Nash won the MVP at 34, by the way. Right. And Steph is going to be 33 next season, and he's going to be 34 the season after that. 33 at the end of next season, essentially. And Steve um, Nash was absolutely impactful till the age of 37. And he would have been impactful beyond that, but his back gave out. So, so I assume that's going to be like that Steph, right? Like he's going to be extremely impactful. And then his body, it's just the guy's 6'3", quote unquote 6'3". Who knows what he really is, right? But – but I was watching the video of him hugging Iverson, and I just like he had like four inches on Iverson. I'm just laughing so hard because I'm like, I've actually, I knew, I've actually, I knew AI wasn't six foot. I've seen AI live. You know, he's he's six foot the way your bro who's five ten tells you he's six foot. But um, but with that said, you're getting to, yeah. Um, um, sorry. Little pause there, but uh, no, I've I've seen Steph in the locker room. He's uh, I'm six feet. Um, he's a little taller than me, so I think six three is kind of accurate. He's just super skinny. He's just like a stick, or it's like you know. It's also six three is six three is just small for basketball. It's a good size for a point guard, but when you run through, um, the history of basketball, like small guards, just on high usage, don't last long. It's a hard yeah. sport. Every time he um, drives inside, he gets hit by someone the size of Gobert. You know? Like, there's just a – there's diminishing returns 
to that, right? Chris Paul is 35. That's why, that's um, why, by the way, that's why people overrate size in the draft because everyone's thinking about when a dude's 20, 35 or 36, like, oh, he'll, you know, he'll still be useful. But, you know, anyway, that's a different discussion. I mean, with, with the guy, so two things with guys, these, with guys this good, um, I think you can, you can bet on it. You can bet now they have no chance, but to bet on it, but you can bet on guys staying this good. Chris Paul's 35. He's having a hell of a year uh, leading the thunder to the playoffs. Um, so that's one uh, Steph is better than him. Um, and then uh, he's got 18 months off, right? He's, he had a, uh, he basically, he does, this is, off. he does that's have a, a true opportunity to reset his body a little bit. Yep. So all these guys, the, all these guys. Yeah. So actually, I might agree with you. Next year, at minimum, they have the revenge tour on them. Where their bodies are after that is to be seen. Yeah. But I do think revenge tour is, and we'll see what that what that means. Does that mean they're like a top two seed in the West? Maybe. Does it mean they're a four seed? Maybe. We'll see. A lot of it depends on what Bob does this summer. We we watch. Go back to that. We watched Last Dance, and we saw MJ come back and then win three titles. And how old was he, right? Mid-30s? By the time he finished that dirt, that six-peat? Or not six-peat, but the second He was 32 peat. turning 33 the, yeah. the year one of the second three-peat, which is exactly Steph's age. Yep. So, so, but that's MJ. But that's MJ. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a hard to live up to standard. Um, so but your, your, point, your point last season or two. Yeah, I mean, even if we – forget MJ – Dirk was 34 when he won his first title. Um, KG was 33. I mean, a, a lot of dudes like early 30s to mid 30s is doable to compete. So we'll see. Um, let's move this forward. Uh, what do you want to get to next? Do you want to talk uh, draft or do you want to talk yeah. D-Lo? Fucking Halliburton. We talked about that on the premium. If you guys want to hear our our or fire draft takes go go hit the premium maybe we'll get to it at the end but uh but let's do d-low and then let's do the nba return we'll cap it off with the nba return okay um just a small little snippet uh i, I just don't know why this keeps coming up but basically um it was reported sort of um friend of the friend of the friend of the pod connor laterno uh said that uh, some warriors reportedly were more upset by decision to trade glenn robinson the third than d-low at the deadline so I don't know. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it. It's just, it's, it's kind of weird. I don't know why it's brought up. I know they love GR3. GR3 kind of embodies warrior culture. Steve Kerr loved him. Steve Kerr was upset to lose him. I think they're going to make a real run at him this offseason. Whether they get him, I mean, I don't think they're giving him the mid-level, so he had to take a veteran's minimum. And we'll see if he has better offers or not. You know, it's 50-50. It's hard to say, right? If, he, if he's on fire and for Philly in the playoffs, he might have more offers. If he has a terrible playoffs, he might not. Um, it, it it doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's he kind of has the same attitude guys like Clay and Steph and those guys have. Um, yeah, I don't he, know why they were, have to take pot shots at D'Lo, though. Yeah, yeah. That's the That's thing the to me. Like, I mean, you hear things about D'Lo. He certainly – his time with the Lakers – wasn't the most amazing. <laughs> uh, and, you know, but there's no reason to say it. Yeah, there's there's no reason. for I, I don't get it, and that's the part of it where it's just like, look, with the KD stuff, I kind of understand it. I don't know if they're taking potshots at KD. Part of it's just like he's famous. I mean, he's just great. At the end of a di- that 
particular era of Warriors basketball, you're going to talk about it. With D'Lo, it's like, I mean, he's not a bad guy. Look, if you don't like the way he plays, he plays no defense. He doesn't try there. He's got to play offense his way to be effective. So, yeah, I mean, he doesn't fit. And we know Kerr doesn't like the way he plays offense, but there's no reason to – it just makes me – the D'Lo thing makes me worry about them when Steph retires. Like the same way the Spurs look lost without Tim Duncan. Where you're like, okay – it works when you have the perfect guy to build around, but are you adaptable when you can't get that guy? Um, but hopefully that's not a problem. Not, I mean, with anytime soon. Not, not yet, but, but I think the point here is important because look at Glenn Robinson, right? Like he's on the Sixers. He's not really good because he's, he's fine. He's, does, just, he's just a rotation dude but, though. But, but it's like, it's like, I put Glenn I put Glenn Robinson in last year's Warriors team. You know what I mean? You put you put him in place of Alfonso McKinney. I don't know. If he's right, title, right. Like, he's he's right. better he than McKinney though, for sure. A lot like, better. A lot he's exactly better. what they were hoping McKinney would be. Um, and so that's part of like, yeah, you like Glenn Robinson, but you like Glenn Robinson because you got Steph Curry and I mean, you got Steph Clay and Draymond, so you can afford to love guys like this. But sooner or later, you're gonna have to get the next guy. And whether that be – actually, why don't we you don't talk always, about whether that, whether that be Halliburton or Lamelo or Killian Hayes, right? Is Halliburton not just like maybe a role player? Maybe. Or you can get him, you know? So that's where I'm with you. I'm worried that they end up like the Spurs where they get all these guys that fit. Yeah, they fit around Tim Duncan great. What happens when he's gone? Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> we can talk about a friend of the show, Daryl Morey. Um, do you think Daryl Morey loves a lot of the idiosyncrasies that James Harden forces a team to play with? Right. Right. Probably not. He probably right. wishes Harden maybe worked harder off ball like Steph does. You know, he wishes he did certain things different, but he's who he has and he's damn good. And he might take a more realist angle at it where it's like, this is the best player I have and I need to do everything I can to make the team great around him as opposed to taking the idealist view, which is he doesn't do the things I need. So he must go, you know, we can even take it to like, it's a very Phil Jackson thing. You know, the triangle works when you have MJ and Kobe, how'd that triangle work with mellow though? You know, um, Every day, I, uh, I I am praying that the Warriors find a way to get Daryl Morey. Every day. Every day. It, it, that would be that would be the, the the addition that the Warriors front office needs. We didn't talk about this, but uh, uh, a lot of the Bob Myers stuff, it's just like uh, <laughs> a lot on Twitter of people just say, well, they start trashing on Bob Myers and his draft picks and things like that. You happen to bring out bring up uh, Alan Smilegeach. Uh, when Bob Myers is talking about uh, you don't see color. <laughs> so uh, I think, you know, maybe, maybe they need a little bit more. Shout uh, out Smiley, by the way. I don't know if we want to do a shout out Smiley. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's been reported, but like obviously when the Warriors got great, they had like, they had Travis Schlenk, they had Jerry West. At Chelsea Lane, that all these did all these uh, people who all got hired by other teams, and I don't know if they've been replaced properly. You know, 
We'll see. With us. I can't believe you posted that picture of my hair. All right, while you uh, <laughs> well, well, people are gonna see it when the video it. comes out tomorrow. Either way. Um, all right. Do we have any other topics? Do we want to talk about the uh, start of the season a little bit? Yeah. Let's let's get into that. Um, a little bit of a little bit of a preview. Okay, so we officially the NBA figured out which of their eight thousand proposals they liked. And I'm still a little confused on the formatting, but it's 22 teams. They're going to give some of the teams who are on the cusp an opportunity to uh, fight into the playoffs. They really want the Pelicans to make the playoffs. Um, yeah, Zion's cool. Brandon Ingram, not, not so bad either. But it's, it's more about Zion. It's funny because John Morant's pretty cool in his own right, you know? Uh, I, I get some like Steph Dame vibes from John Morant or it's like he might force his way into the star convo, even though he's not the chosen one. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as either of those guys, but like he definitely has that. Like he's a, he's a very good player for a rookie. He's excellent. You don't want to watch Jaron Jackson. I like Jaron Jackson, but yeah, I mean, I do also get it. Zion is kind of must see TV. It's, it's just a different level. Zion's of- TV. He's, so I get we get it. Um, I mean, Zion was um, the the most interesting college basketball player of like the last decade. So he's about to get Duke. Uh, he's about to get Duke uh, reprimanded though, um, which is good. Good for him. Um, I, I hope he uh, hope he snitches. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the season itself, I you know I'm I'm excited because we've got two and a half months before it starts. Um, August sixteenth. My God, postseason dates. So, but they are playing eight regular season games, correct? Or seven regular season games. Uh, so we'll get a little. A little that is that, that is correct. We'll get a little something. And by the way, I do think ultimately regular season games a good idea because um, you don't want to go straight to the playoffs. It's going to be ugly basketball with hamstring pulls all over the place. Like, can you just imagine if? We got Rockets versus Denver and Philly versus Boston off of a four-month layoff with stakes on the line. Um, I don't know. I, I picked those series because they're interesting. But, um, you know, that's just the type of thing where it's like Russell Westbrook drives way too hard and pulls something. You know, Joel Embiid gets injured because you're asking guys to go from zero to 100 overnight. And you can say you know, you're going to try to pace your way into it, but you know how the intensity gets pulled up in those situations. Like it's hard to fight off the urge to kind of go harder. Now I have seen video of Nikola Jokic and Marcus Gasol looking like they shed about 25 pounds. So, you know, I don't know if Nikola Jokic is coming back in peak shape, anything's possible. But you and I both know, um, Denver might win the title. All these dudes are working out. It's not the same as game shape. It's not like James Harden can run all the hill sprints he wants and that's good. And it's better than not, but it's just not the same as like the, the, you know what it's like when you don't play pickup in a long time and you get out there and you're like, this hurts in some weird places that is different than when you're running different than when you're running a lap, when you're running, like what would you run today? 10 miles. Yeah. I did a 10 K and I went to great highway, by the way, terrible wind. I just, I've got to like, it's just too much. Um, uh, uh, yeah, you, you know, you and I play basketball, so you know we get it. Um, classic. You classic just get season. hurt in different. You get hurt in different ways. It feels um, different. So, all awesome. your mid thirties. Um, hey, by the way, 
uh, people are not happy with me with my uh, Houston Rockets take. Uh, a little bit of trolling, but also a little bit of, I mean, wouldn't it be fun if the Rockets won the championship this season of all the seasons? Okay, can, I, can I talk about this? The only, so there's a push by NBA media to, it's like boosterism to say whoever wins the title, it's legitimate, no asterisk. But they don't get to decide that. Like the public decides what's valuable and what's not, right? And I truly believe the only titles that people will respect are the Lakers or the Clippers. Hear me out on this one. If LeBron or Kawhi win, people will be like, well, they're the best player. But if someone like James Harden, who has a history of coming up short in the playoffs, wins in this weird, wacky, no fan tournament in the middle of the summer. People are like, well, that doesn't really count, you know. Do you follow what I'm saying? I think it's perfect. I agree with you. I agree with you. Now I'm curious, do you throw Milwaukee in that in that? I like, think it's true of everyone except for LeBron and Kawhi, because LeBron and Kawhi have proven wow. they can yeah. win titles yeah. in other situations. You know, it technically if KD or the or you know, like if the Nets with KD and Kyrie or like the Warriors with Steph and Clay and all that. One, they'd get the same benefit of the doubt that. Um, uh, no, I hear you. <laughs> but actually, no, that's a great point. I think you make a great point. And that's why I think it's perfect that the Houston Rockets win this season. Because there's, look, obviously, me and you, we're not rooting for the Lakers to win the title. You know, we're not. We're just not. People know that. The Clippers? No, that's the one that's the one that's going to get me to send out the struggle. Like, congratulations, but I'm secretly mad. <laughs> You're talking about the Clippers? You're saying no, the, no, the Lakers. The Lakers. I'll, I'll, throw like the, I'll throw the congratulations and then just you know, like turn my phone off for two days. Well, with, with me, <laughs> well, for two weeks before, uh, until, the, uh, until the Warriors get Giannis. But with us, it's always been, hey, look, the Lakers win, LeBron wins. It is cool to see them win because he is great. The problem is what's going to be said on the timeline. Right, right. That's, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm getting to, which is um, – I'm not ready for the uh, the post Laker LeBron title victory parade. Yeah, it, is, um, it is too. The Clippers too wouldn't advanced. bother me because they don't get enough of victory. Like, there's just not enough people who care to like make it obnoxious. It's like the Raptors. It's like the Raptors. Yeah, it's like you got a dozen people telling you how great they are, and you're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> no, no, nobody gives. Uh, Bucks winning would be cool. It would be cool to see Giannis winning a title. Um, I think Houston, just from a um, just funny, comical level, would be just hilarious. Tillman Fertitta is going to say some stupid. Can you imagine Tillman Fertitta accepting the trophy? I mean, it makes me think of like my like it makes me think of my A's, where it's like you know they uh, they're always good, but they've never been able to get over the hump. And if they get over the hump in like this weird year, it, people are just going to be like, yeah, but it wasn't a real title. You know, it's like that kind of like, it's like, it just feels perfect for the team they are. Tim Kawakami got your owner, uh, the A's, whatever the fuck his name is, to, to pay the minor. First off, so no one, fun. no one owns me, but, uh, but your point stands. Um, <laughs> oh, all right, man. Uh, go Rockets. We're going to get out of here. <laughs> we can get out of here. We can call it a day. All right. Uh, do, we have, do you have anything else? I don't know. Do we have any other stuff? Now nah, we'll, we'll throw up some premium. Um, if you did not get in the Discord chat, hit up Andy or me. Um, some people had some link issues. Uh, other than that, you know, we're getting close to some basketball and it'll be fun when it comes back. Oh, God. All right, man. Later.